0: So, we're going to love as our motivation, we're going to grow in our relationship with God as our plan, and then we're going to live our mission, which is to serve, and tonight we're going to talk about to share. Now, again, I want to go back to a verse that we just talked about just a second ago, and it's this verse right here in Matthew. Chapter 28, Great Commission, okay? This is kind of the focus of what the night's about is we need to therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So he's telling us to go out and to do something, right? And two of those things are go and make disciples and go and teach people how to live like I did and to, to do the things I've asked them to do. So we've got to go out and share those things. But some of you might be like, well, what, is, what, what does that mean exactly? How does, what does that look like? I know when I read that, I'm like, okay, I'm not sure exactly what that looks I, I need a picture of that. I need to see that. I need to know what that looks like. And the good thing is, friends, if you're like me and you've wondered that, I have a beautiful picture of what that looks like. Would anyone like to see this picture? Okay. Here's the deal. It's not really a picture. It's like a moving picture. It's called a movie. Anybody heard of a movie? Yeah. Okay. I have a movie that I want to show you that is a perfect example of this being lived out. It's perfect. Now, last week we had a video clip that was minus audio. Zach, our sound guy who's brilliant, who's here every week, give it. a, give a round of applause for Zach. He... He wanted to make it up to you guys, and he was going to make sure you guys heard this video clip. And so this is a a beautiful example of this verse. Let's enjoy this together. Check this out, my friends. I'm a little concerned right now about your salvation and stuff. How come you have not been baptized? Because I never got around to it, okay? I don't know why you always have to be judging me. Because I only believe in science. But tonight, we are going up against Satan's caveman. And I just thought it would be a good idea. As he dies. I don't, I don't, I don't know about you, but when I see that clip, I'm very intimidated by Nacho's body, and it makes me want to go work out because he is just ripped out of his mind. He's in such good shape. Um, I don't know if you heard this in the very beginning of the clip, but he, as he's coming into the doorway, did anybody catch what he said? I'm, a, I'm, a, I'll, I'll say it again for you. I'm a little concerned right now, you know, about your salvation and stuff. Why have you not been baptized? Which is what he just said. So this is the mentality we need to have going into this, okay? Think like nacho. Are you with me? Get in the nacho mind frame, okay? Are you with me right now? Picture yourself in some wrestling tights. And a chain, metal, you know, a gold necklace with a little cross on it and a stash. And begin to think, I'm a little concerned right now about my friend's salvation and stuff. Are you with me? Are you there? I feel like half of you are not even hearing what I'm saying right now. Um, We're going to talk about what that really means and what that really looks like here in just a second. Now, here's a couple questions I got for you. What does it mean to share and what are we sharing specifically? What What does it mean... And what is it that we're sharing? Um, Well, to share something is to give something to someone else, right? Like if you're a little kid and you got your piece of cake and it's a birthday party, right? And your friend, your little buddy, your little girlfriend, whatever it is, they come up to you and they ask for some cake. They're like, you know, you're sitting there eating, you know. And your little buddy comes over and is like... Hey, can I have some cake? And you're just like... No! Get away! It's my cake! And then they keep tugging on you. You know, it's like, hey! I want some cake! you're like... It's my cake, man! Get your own! And you just got icing, like, all over your face. And, like, you're just a little piglet in this moment. And, And you don't even care. And then, eventually, you know, the kid's like... I'm gonna tell... I'm going to tell if you don't give me any cake. And then you, they go tell an adult and you're just like hogging it still and you're like, I'm not giving this kid any cake. And so once you see the, the little kid go get some cake, or go get some cake, go get an adult, you're like, oh my word, i got to eat all this cake before the adult gets back so I don't have to share it. And so you just like wolf it all down and like stuff it all in your mouth. And then the adult comes over and like, Brad, did you not share any of your cake? You know, I'll look up, cake's going everywhere. Icing's going everywhere. And and she's like, well, why didn't you share any of your cake with this little kid? (laughs) cake's going everywhere. I did not want to share my cake. So if I was going to share my cake with this person, it would have meant I had to give this person some of my cake, which I did not want to do. So in order to share, you have to give something to someone else. So... If that helps you with the cake analogy, use it. If not, put it away, don't worry about it. But when we're talking about sharing, that's what we're talking about. Giving something to someone else. Okay? Don't be the kid with the mouthful of cake that doesn't like share anything. We're we're talking about being the kid who doesn't eat all the cake and who does share it. So it's giving something to someone else. Now the question is, what are we sharing? Because we're not sharing cake. Cake is not what we come to revolution for. What are we sharing? Okay, 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 time out, Boop. time out I heard a lot of answers and I heard a few right ones, which is good um, I heard God, I heard Jesus, I heard love Those are all very, very good answers Let me give you some more um, And they're going to be on the screen here We are sharing hope We are sharing grace We are sharing peace We are sharing love Redemption, forgiveness And real life These are all things that we're going to share with people. So when we're talking about sharing, these are the things we're talking about. And these are like big, important things. These aren't like, I'm sharing, you know, my Capri Sun or my Mountain Dew with someone. This is like big life stuff. I mean, love, grace, peace, love, redemption, forgiveness. Real life, I mean like life, we're sharing that with people. So this is a big deal. This is important. It's not just sharing our chocolate milk at lunch. This is sharing something Big. So how do we share those things with somebody? I mean, can you like pull out of your lunch bag a big, you know, a sandwich full of grace and give it to somebody? I mean, how do you share grace with somebody? How do you share peace with somebody? How do you share love with somebody? You you can't just hand them a snack pack and say, this represents grace. (laughs) Enjoy. (laughs) That's not how it works. You can't share this stuff by giving them something physical necessarily like that. So how do we do that? How, what does that look like? Well, let's keep digging into this and looking a little bit more as to what this looks like. These are uh, four verses that we're going to look at. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through 21. So if you have a Bible, you can turn to that because we're going to sit on this for just a little bit, talk through it. Because this is kind of the big basis behind what we're sharing, how we're sharing it, all those things. And this is what it says. Let's read it together. That doesn't mean you have to read it out loud. That just means follow along with me with your eyeballs. Um, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, and the new is here. Okay, let's pause time. Okay, so if anyone is in Christ, what does that mean? Well. Anybody who has accepted Christ, anybody who has realized that they need a Savior, that they can't make it to God on their own, anybody who has gotten that is in Christ. And they're now a new person, a new creation. They are spiritually alive now. And the old stuff that they used to live for is gone. Done. Away. You with me? Give me a thumbs up if you're with me. I like it. Okay, let's keep reading. All this is from God, who reconciled us to Himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Let's time out again. Paul's So all this, this whole idea of us being able to accept Christ, that's from God, is what that says. Who reconciled us, made a way for us to know God. And He did that through Jesus. Jesus. He did that through Jesus Christ, which is what the Christ is there, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Now, what does that mean? Anybody want to take a guess at that? Gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Reconciliation is a big word. Okay, here's what this is. That whole idea of the fact that we can know God now, that God reconciled us to Himself by giving us Jesus, He's given us that ministry now. That means we're the ones that are supposed to go out And help people understand that. We're supposed to be the ones that go out and show people this way that is Jesus. So he's given us, you, me, all of us in here that say we're a Christian. He's given us that ministry to go out and do that. With me? Give me a head down if you're with me. Okay, nice. Here we go. After the reconciliation word, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ not counting people's sins against them. So again, he's forgiving people just like he forgave us. And he's asking us to go show people how to how to experience that. In the middle of the of the verses right here, it says, "And he was committed to us, he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors." Anybody know what an ambassador is? What? It's an ambassador. Correct, sir. But what is it what is it What? A representative, yes. So if you're an ambassador for a country, let's say, our U.S. ambassador is somebody who goes out from the U.S. to other countries and represents the United States of America. So if we're ambassadors for God, who do we represent? God. So we're God's ambassadors in this world. Like, that's one of your jobs. That's one of your titles is an ambassador. So if you ever have a business card someday, you can write on there, Ambassador for God. It looks very cool on a business card, by the way. I know because I printed some up. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. That would be funny and weird, but I didn't do that. Um, so we're Christ's ambassadors. We're God's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us. So it's like God is using us as his ambassadors here in this world, in this world to help people know who Jesus is. Jesus isn't walking around anymore like he was 2,000 years ago. I don't know if y'all realize that. He's not going to walk down the aisle right now. Um, Although he could come back at any point, but uh, he's not walking around right now. So we're his ambassadors. We're the people who are supposed to show people Jesus. And we're doing it on behalf of God. So, um, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Now, this is a guy talking to a bunch of, of... of people in a city named Corinth. And so this is what he's asking. He's saying, we implore you to accept Jesus um, and be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Now that last sentence right there is what we call pretty much the gospel summed up in in a sentence right there. The gospel is this story of God's rescue plan for us. It's the story of Jesus. It's the way we can know God. So we're gonna break down this last sentence by more than just talking about it. We're gonna actually throw up some things on the slides. We're gonna we're gonna dig into this just a little bit. So everybody's clear on what we're sharing and why it's important. Are you with me? Say yes. All right. Now, let's keep going. Here's the deal. Now, again, we're looking at that last sentence that kind of summed up the gospel. And we're also looking at those other verses, kind of what what did all that say in general? Well, it says this. There's one of the things we can get from those verses, okay? We are all dead in sin, all of us. Every person who's ever been born was dead in sin. Adam and Eve started that off for us, so you can thank them if you ever see them. Um, Adam and Eve just say, thanks for the sin, appreciate that. (laughs) Uh, Because they started it, they're the the grandparents of all of us. So uh, we were born into this. And the bad thing is Sin is not good Sin separates us from God So Our destinies Were already set To be separated from God forever Anybody want to take a guess Why we would be separated from God Because of sin Any guesses God never sinned Exactly God, Gold star for whoever said that Well done Um, God can't know sin Because sin isn't perfect And God is what? Perfect. So God can't know sin. Therefore, if we have sin, he can't know who? Us. So we're separated from God forever because of sin. Now, thank goodness it doesn't stop there. But that's why this is important. Because every person on the face of the earth initially is dead in their sin. Are you with me so far? Say yes. All right. Now, here's where it's going to get a little bit better. And when I say a little, I mean a lot. Jesus is God's rescue plan, okay? God didn't just say, okay, they're sinful people, I'm done with them, they're dead to me now, I'm just going to hang out with the Holy Spirit and Jesus and the angels up here in heaven forever. He actually wants to be with us. He loves us like crazy, like we talked about a few weeks ago, and He wants to know us. He wants us to know Him. And so He made a rescue plan. That rescue plan is Jesus, So, if you ever wonder why churches talk about that a lot, why I talk about that a lot, why your small group leader talks about that a lot, why you hear about it at Easter all the time, it's because it's a big deal. It's God coming to get us and rescuing us so we can know Him. And here's an important thing, okay? I want you all to hear this. This is the only rescue plan. There's not like another rescue plan. It's not like you can be good enough to fix the fact that you're sinful. It's not like you can do enough church services or come to enough Bible studies or small groups. None of that is going to be what is going to save you. Jesus is the only rescue plan. And if you're like, how do you know that? Well, you can look at John chapter 14, verse 6, and it tells you, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me, and that's Jesus talking. So, Jesus is the rescue plan. That's the good news. There's a rescue plan. That's the escape route. That's the way to really get to know God. That's the way to overcome this whole idea of sin and death and being separated from God forever. So, this is the part where we can go, yay! Yay! (laughs) I appreciate the enthusiasm. (laughs) Now, here's more good news, okay? Jesus is the rescue plan, but what do you do do with that, okay? Jesus is the rescue plan. That's great. What do I do? Well, once we accept Jesus and the fact that we need him, we need to be rescued, um, our destinies are changed again forever, and we can know God and be with God forever. So once we realize, okay, dude, I need to be saved from my sin. I've messed up. I've done things wrong. Once you realize that and I realize that, and we realize Jesus is the only perfect person that ever lived and he died for us once we get that we're like dude i need jesus the whole reason he died was so i could know god he like sacrificed himself so that i could know god in the end of that verse we just read it said jesus became sin for us and so when he died on the cross sin died on that cross our sin died on that cross your sin died on that cross So now, we can know God forever because we don't have that sin that was separating us anymore. Jesus took that away. And that's why He's the only way that we can know God. And that's why He is the only way that we can get rid of that sin and get rid of that old self and all that stuff that was keeping us separated from God. So, once we accept Jesus, our destinies are changed. We can know God forever So this is the stuff we're talking about sharing, and this is why it's a big deal. And this is the stuff that helps us share the love, the grace, the peace, the acceptance, the forgiveness, the redemption, real life. You can't give somebody an apple and say that's forgiveness, but you can tell somebody about Jesus, and all those things are wrapped up in who he is. All those things are wrapped up in knowing him. And so if you're like, well, dude, I don't know how to share that stuff. Well, if you share Jesus, you're sharing that stuff. And that's what's going to help people. And that's what's good news to people. That there is a Savior. There's a guy who can rescue them. There's a guy who can save them. So, it's very, very good news. Let's keep talking. Um, if we look in, in the Bible... Um, We'll keep reading all these awesome things about knowing who Jesus is. And as we keep reading, um, we'll also hear things about people who haven't accepted Jesus. And we'll also hear things about people who don't know this awesome God that loves us like crazy, who made a way for us to know him. And so the question kind of becomes so, what about these people who don't know Jesus yet? I would say a lot of us in here would say we're Christians. We knew some of that stuff I just said you know that you can know god because of jesus maybe some of you aren't you don't you didn't know some of that stuff but the question is still what do you do if you don't know jesus yet or if you know somebody who doesn't know jesus yet well the the answer is what we already kind of already talked about in those verses for those people who haven't heard about jesus yet that's the whole reason you Are around That's the whole reason You God has put you In the places That he's put you in That's the whole reason You're at the school You're at That's the whole reason You're in the family You're in God has put All of you In a specific place So that you can be His ambassador And that you can share This Jesus This rescue plan This way to know God you can give that to them. You can show them what, who that is, what that looks like. And so all of us have been put in a place. That's that's why God put us in places. is so that we can show people the Savior that a lot of us claim that we know and follow and, and love. And so my question to you and the kind of thing I want us to kind of think on as we start wrapping this up, Is, will you rise up to share Jesus with those who need rescuing? Will you, where you're at, whether it's at your middle school or with your family, your friends, will you rise up and take on this challenge that God is giving to you to be his ambassador? Will you do that as a middle school student, as a 6th, 7th, or 8th grader? Will you step up and do that? Because God has you there for a reason. And it doesn't matter how old you are or how long you've known God. It doesn't matter how many Bible verses you know. It doesn't matter if you have a gun or a knife. It doesn't matter about any of that. What matters is that you just share from your heart who God is, what you know about Jesus, and just do what God's called you to do wherever you're at. Now, As I'm saying that, I know back in the day when I was sitting in your same seat, and even now, I get a little nervous about that. Like, dude, i got to talk to people about God. Like, i got to open my mouth and say something about Jesus. Like, that's a little weird. It's a little odd. I'm not saying you walk up in your school with, like, your, your big study Bible, and, like, you start teeing up on people's foreheads. I'm not saying you do that. I'm not saying you stand up in front of class and you give a sermon. I'm not saying any of that stuff. I'm saying just in your normal conversation, Jesus comes out. God and your relationship with God starts to come out. Because we all know the things we care about and the things we live for are the things we talk about, right? So if God's calling you to share who Jesus is, with the people that you're around, your friends that don't know who God is, then that needs to come out in your conversations. That needs to come out when you're hanging out. And you you don't need to be living contradictory to the things that you say you live for. Because then that makes it really hard for you to share who Jesus is. If you're hanging out at somebody's party and you're doing some things you know God wouldn't be cool with you doing, and then right in the middle of the party you're like, Dude, I forgot to tell you, man. My middle school pastor said that you need to hear about Jesus. And you're right in the middle of doing something not cool with God. Do you think they're really going to hear anything about Jesus when you're in the middle of doing something like that? Probably not. And they're probably going to say, dude, you're a big hypocrite. I don't even know why you go to church. So you really need to back up what you're sharing with your actions. But a lot of you need to just get over the fear of even bringing it up. Some of you are scared to death of that. Just start to talk about your relationship with God. Start to talk about who Jesus is. Start to just say what you know. If you don't know very much, start reading your Bible more. Ask your small group leader some questions. Get ideas from other Christians. But the reality is, all of you right now are in a place where there's a lot of people. And if you're talking, I need you to not. All of you are in a place right now where there's a lot of people who don't know who Jesus is and you could be the one to show them who he is. And if they don't ever hear who he is, they might not ever accept him and they're never going to know God. When, whenever it is that, that they they pass away and they die, if they don't know Jesus, they're not going to be with God. And so we're supposed to be God's ambassadors to go out and share Jesus with people so that they can know God now and they can know God forever. So here's what I want to do. I want you guys to think specifically, who are some people in your life, maybe in a classroom, maybe it's in your family, maybe it's just your close group of friends. But some people that you know, that don't know Jesus and you, you, you know they don't. And I'm not saying that in a judgmental way. You just know they don't know Jesus. I want you to think of them in your head. Don't say it out loud. Think of them in your head. Picture them. And I want us to take some time and commit these people to God and commit ourselves to sharing God with them.